Okay, Doc, one of the biggest problems that we have right now in society is our men are no longer men again. And you've had a, an interesting perspective on that. Can you talk about why our men are not men anymore? I, I've been studying this for a better part of, um, I would say, nearly 20 years. And early on, I observed there was a phenomenon called estrogen dominance. Mm -hmm. And it's become almost a worldwide plague because of the degree of toxicity of estrogen in our food, our water supply, it, it, it's ending up in, in the soil. And so it's causing men to become feminized. It's causing men to uh, be confused about their gender. Yes. It's blocking the testosterone receptor sites. Men are not being gentlemen. They're not being noble. Nope. They're not stepping up nope. when, when, uh, when their, when their children's to. lives are threatened, when, when, when the world is, is chaos. in chaos. And so I truly believe that when you measure, not just in the blood, when you measure in what's called the 24-hour urine test, you will find the average 50-year-old man, and this has been confirmed now in medical science, has more estrogen than a menstruating woman in her wow. peak of her estrogen production at wow. age 25. So a man has, uh, compared to less than maybe 80 years ago when men were men and could stand up and we fought against communism and the world and being assaulted uh, men just don't have that anymore because they they have they have lost that drive to protect and to save others it, it's just and yet there's a solution we, we have ways to detoxify this estrogen there's certain novel discoveries but the shocking thing is this estrogen is pervasive in so many different things in in the foods we eat and in specific foods and we can solve that problem it's just no one is worried about it. no one's talked about it until i started writing about it well, i'm very worried about it and the seven pillars you've introduced me to since i've been here this last week are phenomenal they're unbelievable we went over all that and anybody out there please listen to the seven pillars all those seven pillars being said doc of all the products you have, is there one product? If, if you only had enough money to buy one product and the seven pillars, and you're following the seven pillars, and you want to add one product to the program and you want it to become a man again, and even if a woman, you want to become a woman again, what's the one product you would recommend that you have in your arsenal that you would recommend anybody out there to take? I, I'm glad you mentioned, too, by the way, it, when I named this product that women will improve as well because there's really most women and most doctors appreciate They've heard of three different types of estrogens, estriol, estrone, and estradiol. Now, the estrone has a subgroup, and it, that breaks down into about 40 different estrogen, what's called metabolites, that are highly toxic. They're cancer-producing. They're more likely, likely to cause obesity in women. They're more likely to increase the, the probability of breast cancer in women, and not just potential some men get gynecomastia a forerunner to which could become breast cancer in a man but men then have a more troubling problem with prostate cancer from high estrogen it's not from too much dht or too much testosterone as contrary to popular belief estrogen. it's been now shown that estrogen is the biggest culprit and it's typically only measured properly in uh, the collection of 24-hour urine and when we see this ratio um, there's 
a bad kind of estrogen that we call 16-alpha-hydroxyestrone. It turns out there's a good kind of estrogen called 2-hydroxyestrone. So when we take in cruciferous vegetable extracts from a simple supplement I call estrobalance, that it, it shifts, it, it helps to clear this bad estrogen wow. and convert it to more of a ratio of 2-hydroxyestrone. We're going to always have a little bit of that bad estrogen. It's not a problem if you have a little bit of it. The problem is when it's the dominant form of estrogen yes. in the body. And because it's so dominant, it overrides your testosterone. It overrides everything. It makes you become more feminine. You, you start weeping when you watch a, a, a commercial, for Christ's sake. It, it's, it's a very strange phenomena that more and, men, more and more men are experiencing, and they're getting confused. They're, they're confused about their gender. They're confused about how to act like a gentleman any longer. And... How to fight. How to, how to fight for how, their children. How to fight for their children. Uh, and, it, and we see this going on in the world and, and certain agendas that are taking over the world. And, and, and men are just backing down. They're so passive. They're so, yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing. So, so men and women, are one, of, one of the first things that happens, some of us when we are uh, of birth-bearing age, when we decide to have a child, which I have five children and two grandchildren, one on the way, my children are the most important thing to me in my life. I, I will do anything to protect my children, and I have. And even at the cost of sometimes saying things that might not be consistent with the narrative or um, just being there for my children when they're going through life challenges. Yes. But the biggest challenge we have is make, helping them to make decisions, informed decisions, that are not only confirmed by FDA clinical trials, but confirmed by decades of science and research. And why would you want to experiment on, on your children or allow an experiment to continue when some of these therapies proposed are not FDA approved, number one. Number two, they have not been tested for decades. And, and now we're in a place where we're not even allowed to test animals, which I'm an animal lover. I'm not, and yet at the cost of human life, we just bypass the animal test and go right to the human mass experiment. Yes, we did. How did we allow that? I, I have no idea. I, I, and I think it's because some of the physicians at the highest level are spreading incorrect information. And that information, when corrected, must be revealed at some point, and it's going to take scientists and doctors and educators who have, I'll just be honest, have a position as a man to step as, up as a leader and sometimes tell the truth when the truth might cause people to question the truth because so many other people, the masses, are being lied to. That's why I wrote the book, Blood Doesn't Lie, because doesn't lie. it doesn't lie, but humans can interpret it in a way that makes us think that our lives are threatened. What's more threatening is cancer. What's more threatening is coronary heart disease. What's more threatening is living a life being overweight and with diabetes and having um, situations where we make improper choices about our diet, our exercise, being outdoors, being told to not go outdoors and to cover our faces, to, to, to stay away from other humans, to even wear covering uh, 
clothing and so forth when we're making love with our significant other. I, 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 I wouldn't have believed it until I read it in print and I've seen these people say these things. It's embarrassing. Doc, earlier we were talking about the testing um, for the whatever it is that they're saying is out there right now. And yesterday, or two days ago, I called the CDC and I called LabCorp, and they confirmed to me that, that there is no test that they have that can differentiate between COVID-19 and the Delta variant. When we talked today, you were telling me that you've been doing these testing, and can you confirm? I'm not doing, by the way, the PCR test. Right, you're, you're, I do not agree with the Palmerist chain right, reaction test. beyond ridiculous. Because there's, there's the, the, not only the high probability, the guaranteed fact that there will be more false positives than there are a correct uh, finding. Uh, be, and, and so we look at an antigen test. A real test. This is a real test. An antigen test shows that your body fought an infection. It developed a uh, defense. It has certain antibodies. And this is what everyone's looking for, what we call the herd effect. Whether it be a very uh, harsh strain of a flu or a variant on that flu or a coronavirus or a COVID-19 uh, whether it's invented in a laboratory or it's something that came from bats and animals. I know there's a lot of theories, but humanity has been around for a long time. For a long time. And we know that we have a very strong immune system. The Great mere fact system. that when you sneeze, bless you, is you. your body's getting, getting rid, rid of, of some byproduct toxins. And people say, well, if you just wore something to protect that, no. you know, that goes throughout the whole room. And you know what? There's been many experiments where people who have a depressed immune system, who maybe they have a weakness for alcohol or drugs or chemicals, whether prescribed or not prescribed, or they're, they're not eating properly, or, or, or they have worse estrogen dominance, and they have less bioavailable testosterone and they have more estrogen than their body can even you know detoxify those are the people and particularly those with adrenal fatigue who are not getting proper sleep who are not outdoors in the sun getting stimulated by the rays to get vitamin d not just vitamin d but release a very important hormone that people rarely talk about and are so confused about called cortisol cortisol can only be stimulated properly by being outdoors in the daylight on a day like this here in sunny Buena Park, California, next to Soak City, you get 50,000 lux of energy. And we know that even on a cloudy day, you get 5,000 lux of energy. But indoors, under even bright lights, you might get 500 lux of energy. So you're getting a tenth, maybe a hundredth of the, of the ability of the body to allow the pineal gland, the adrenals, all these glands release hormones based on circadian rhythms. So as sun rises, the body starts releasing a prominent amount of bioidentical cortisol. And as the sun sets, cortisol drops and melatonin kicks in and we go to sleep. So this is a natural state that the hormones are rejuvenated, um, that our immune system is intact, our energy, our strength, our, all of these things are of great, great need for which without 
we are susceptible to infectious diseases. But if we eat animal product, animal products, it turns out, are carriers for E. coli, salmonella, C. diff. The leading cause of death in children under the age of five in the world comes from C. diff, which leads to an extreme form of diarrhea, and the children around the world die, particularly from exposure from eating animal product or dairy product that's tainted, and most all animal product is tainted with multiple microbes, of which the most deadly can be considered C. diff. Okay, go back to the test, though. The test that you're doing still does not differentiate between COVID-19 or Delta variant. All it tests for is that you have the coronavirus. Is that true or not, Doc? In the literature of the written documents about antigen tests, it states that it's either confirmed that you've had what they say is COVID-19. And Delta. They don't mention Delta. They're not mentioning Delta in the test that you're doing? Not not in the antigen test. That's interesting. And if you were to contact the creators of, of the test, which we have access to, I think in addition to contacting the CDC, I'll as call you them did, next. we need to call them next and say, ask the question, is it Delta? Is it coronavirus? What is it? Right? Right, right. So that test just shows you that they have antibodies for the coronavirus, right? Correct. Okay. Um, which, which the coronavirus has existed Forever. since the beginning it's the cold. Of, of, of humanity. But, but I might add, there's a belief that the coronavirus only started to propagate after we domesticated horses and animals. I've read that. And camels and so forth. And it may be true. It may be. I, yeah. I have read that. Um, last question. I know we got to go. Uh, we were talking about the core blood earlier. Yes. And going into core blood, you were saying that that... that that blood has not taken on a, um, a, 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 a genetic code and whatnot. But my question is, what if that person that that core blood is coming from has been vaccinated? Or what if that person is somebody that's doing all these drugs and whatnot? Would that influence those cells? That, that, that's a question I have. Well, we still do not know the extent of what a vaccine may interfere with genetic uh, codes of humans we theorize that it may play a drastic role in the body's genetic information there's a number of scientists now that are highly concerned and if you're concerned and if you even have doubt it is your choice whether you choose to have this substance injected in your body or not I've chosen personally to go by the science. And what I've discovered when you read the science closely, the unvaccinated population, when there's outbreaks, do not contract the particular infectious disease that's going throughout the population any higher. In fact, it's been proven that in most cases, the vaccinated population is weaker and more likely to contract the disease. Case in point, in India, they started doing vaccines and they were using what we call the non-active virus, if you will. And they noticed that immunity lasted very short periods of time. So when outbreaks occurred, they were troubled that their program failed. So they started taking infected people and injecting the actual infected active virus. 
within humans, and they literally had more deaths directly upon injection and causing, why? Because when you inject, you're, by, you're bypassing the normal portal. The normal portal for any entry of a virus or bacteria is through the mouth, through the nose, through the eye ducts. Wherever there's an orifice, things can enter. Correct. The skin is an amazing shield and has the ability to shield incredible things. The gut has only one cell lining, also has Very an thin. amazing shield, unless Very you have there. what's called leaky gut. So my argument is, A, the mouth has antibodies. It has the ability uh, with a, a type of special uh, innate... When we exchange saliva, for example, between a man and a woman kissing, or if you will, we literally build what's called immunoglobulins at 30% higher than not exchanging saliva. In fact, if a dog comes into your family to live and you've never That's had right. a pet, Great. Your, microbiome your microbiome starts to take on yes, what, what the dog has within its gut. So we're highly adaptive, and, be, and that's why we are a survival animal on this earth, because we can adapt. And more importantly, if any microbe, virus, uh, bacteria enters into our realm or into our system, we have what's called B cells. And B cells can mount over a billion different cells and a billion antibody combinations to handle any variant, Delta, Corona, 19, anything has ever existed or even probably ever will. What is a problem is when these injections bypass the normal entry of the body and it enters through into the bloodstream with no inhibition. The body doesn't have normal defenses to handle that. It doesn't have time to form the B cells. It doesn't have time to form the immunoglobulins. It doesn't have time to deal, even though it's minutes, you're directly injecting. And that's why we have been told by count nearly 45,000 people have died within three days. The last time they launched a vaccine campaign during the last major flu outbreak, there were maybe hundreds of people have died and they pulled it off the market immediately Immediately. and now this is a rather strange agenda and i think it gets back to estrogen dominance and you got a feminized society and nothing that i have against women and feminization but what i'm saying is we don't have the backbone to stand up to tyranny aggression and potential loss of life and who knows how many autoimmune diseases or cancers they're causing by doing this type of interjection. So to sum up everything real quick, if I choose to take stem cells, I'm going to do them from a person's core blood. And I think it's best I can test and make sure that person hasn't been vaccinated. Can I, can I test that or no? Can yeah, I? you have a few choices. A... You could derive stem cells from fat. I advise against for a lot of reasons. It's highly inflammatory. It's very difficult to purify stem cells out from fat. And I just wouldn't do it. I, I've experienced some of the cases and any of the adverse cases that I've read about in the science literature. 
at times they've taken fat-derived stem cells, injected an eyeball, caused blindness in an right, individual. Right. There's been some serious mistakes with fat-derived stem cells. Bone marrow, on the other hand, has been used for generations for leukemia and other conditions. But do it first and get it flushed first. Like flush said, the body. The fill up the technique that you and the other doctor developed. We're correct. the first in the world Pioneers to figure to this do it, out. Right. So we 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 take an individual's own bone marrow. Right. Right. And then we take it and drip it back into the body, full scale, which most of it, because it's hibernating in the bone marrow, goes to the lungs, and that protects the lungs. And then you chase it with cord, cord blood. blood. And that comes from the umbilical cord, which is completely safe, inexpensive. You clip the cord. There's no nerve endings. You don't harm the baby. You don't harm the mother. We're going to be discarded anyway, medical waste. Uh, there's some cultures that actually uh, eat the placenta and the cord. I'm not advising that, but I'm not against it because right, right. for generations, They've some societies it. have done, done it and it. improved their immune system in recovery after birth. So all I'm saying is that when we then use cord blood right after flushing the body with bone marrow, the lungs take up the bone marrow first rush, and then that lets the cord blood seek acute injury wherever the body's got the most weak, the troubled organs, joints, neurology, ALS, MS. We're for the first time seeing progress with neurologically damaged patients that otherwise no treatment in the world would have helped. Wow. We're, we're, we're reversing some of these adverse conditions. Wow. So I think that it behooves us to put more evidence and time and science into it because it's safe, it's effective. Now, some people say, well, I don't want to chase it with cord blood because I'm concerned about its origin. Have you tested? Yes, it comes from a, a medical hospital. Everything's appropriate and clear and proper, tested for microbes, etc. But if your philosophy is such, then just do bone marrow and just space it out gotcha. every three months. And you're using your own bone marrow, your own blood. And that I consider to be safe. And you're going to see some results. Maybe not as good as with the cord blood, but you're going to see some results. Will it reverse uh, neurological damage? We haven't seen that yet. We've only seen it with that double shot cocktail Beautiful. that I mentioned. Well, in closing, go back to the one product. I don't know if you actually said it. What's the one product you would recommend that if somebody wanted to buy a product What's the one product if they had to spend only one product? What would they buy? I would say talk about estrogen. We're talking about estrogen. Yeah. So it would be that one product for estrogen. Yeah, we call it Estro Balance. Estro Balance, and it, it's got cruciferous vegetable extracts. It's called DIM, Donald methane, indole three carbonyl. It has a special delivery system. It's purified. There's it's veggie capsules. There's no excipients, no chemicals added to it. It is the ultimate way to detoxify the body. If you're concerned about gynecomastia, I would add uh, liver excel, which right. helps to slow that conversion of testosterone to estrogen. But even if you just use estrogen balance itself, it's going to help reduce the instance of acne. Out of nowhere, I discovered it's helping clear up acne around the world. That early product was called EstroBlock. So we're using EstroBalance now uh, with a, a doctor approved called Doc Nutrients. And that website is fromthedoctors.com, and they can find a link that you, you can provide. Yeah, keystolife.info is where we're going to have this new product line of yours yes. out. So anybody can go there and, and purchase it there. In closing, we're about to go to the beach and go – not the beach. We're going to the water park, so we need to get out of here. So close it up for us, Doc. Uh, I'm Dr. Nick Delgado. Uh, I've been in this field for 44 years. I've seen amazing transformation in individuals with one pillar of health, two – but when you use all seven, Unbelievable. your results are astonishing. I love it because I'm here to help you 
on your journey to ideal health. Beautiful. Christopher Key with Keys to Life. My Keys to Life are pretty much the identical seven pillars that he has. So they're amazing. And I'm the vaccine police, and we're holding all the vaccine companies around the world accountable. And we're headed to Arizona right now to hold the border accountable and save our children, guys. Love you guys. Bye, everyone. Beautiful.